Welcome to Forecast, the Foreshadow podcast, seeking glimpses of heaven on earth through conversations about people's lives and work. I'm Josh, the founding editor of Foreshadow and a co-host of Forecast. Today's episode is the start of our second season in which we explore calling and faith. In my conversation with my co-host Will today, we share our experiences and approaches to this topic of vocation. In the process, we identify two key dimensions of vocation. The first is that of a universal calling, something or things to which we are all called to do or to become, which Will describes with the metaphor of journeying down a river. The second dimension is that of a specific calling, one unique to each of us, as unique as our names and identities. On further reflection, there seems to be a third dimension to vocation that exists in an overlap between the two that I have just described. This would be the various categories of vocations, some of which we lay out in this episode. For example, in Christian theology, ordained or non-ordained ministry, vocations of marriage, parenthood, and singleness, and beyond Christian theology, vocations of work and other roles and responsibilities. These have a universal quality to them in that we all find ourselves in one of these categories, or several, and yet there is a personal element in the fact that the way we are called to live these out is unique to each of us. As this season progresses, we intend to explore all of these dimensions to vocation, and we are open to discovering if there are any more. Then, in today's episode, we identify some key terms, one of which is discernment, in which we ask the questions, who or what is calling us? Is it God, ourselves, or someone or something else? How do we know? How do we sift through these various voices that beckon to us? We won't go into too much about discernment today, but we will prepare a foundation for discussing it in conversations to come. Finally, we will give an outline or a forecast of the season to come. And like weather forecasts, our own forecast continues to change since recording our conversation We've altered our plan slightly from what you will hear later on in today's episode. Our plan now is to cycle between speaking with guests and then reflecting on those conversations between Will and myself a few episodes later. In our conversations with guests, we will unpack their understanding and experience of calling, and then in our reflective conversations, Will and I will synthesize what we've learned from our guests and hopefully identify insights about the relationship between vocation and faith. And then we'll repeat that cycle of interviewing more guests for a few more episodes and then reflecting on those conversations between Will and myself. So here's my first conversation with Will for this season. I'm here with Will Shine, the other co-host of Forecast. And it's been about uh, two months since we've published an episode um, and about four months since uh, Will himself has published an episode. 
the one where we were having a conversation last time in October. So it's really great to be back recording with you, Will. Back in the saddle again. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And it's been a really busy four months, I think. So first of all, thank you to those who have been waiting. I don't know how many of our listeners have been waiting for us, um, but big breath or ears. Yes. um, But if you have, we really thank you because um, we were hoping to come out a bit uh, earlier, but um, in my life, there's been a big change. I have um, my wife and I have a son now. He was born in the beginning of February. And so that's taken up a lot of our time. And uh, although I tried to prepare things beforehand, uh, still, it's taken longer than I expected um, uh, to be doing this. But um, it's really great to, to, to have Caleb in the world. And, and Will, what about you? What, what have you been doing? Uh, not, not, not producing any children. Uh, that's, that's one thing that's true. Uh, congrats to you and your wife, obviously. Uh, that's awesome. And yeah, you're, you're in the dad zone now. A lot of, a lot of people uh, we know seem to be getting into that mm. parental space, which is cool. Uh, I, uh, not in the parental space, uh, almost going the opposite direction. I went back to school myself. And so I think we might have alluded to it before, but I've started a uh, musicology slash ethnomusicology program at the University of Georgia in Athens, Georgia. So my wife and I moved up to Athens in August. And uh, yeah, it's kind of been drinking from the fire hose since I've arrived. But uh, things are going pretty well so far. I think the the long-term goals uh, of, of doing a program like this at this stage in life are, are sort of... Uh, I'm still sort of working that out. Uh, we'll see if there's something beyond this MA, but uh, at least initially I'd thought of doing a, a PhD either in this field or some adjacent field. So mm-hmm. kind of still discerning that. It's uh, ironic that uh, I know we'll be transitioning to that next in our conversation that we talk yes. about we talk about because uh, I feel like I don't know that I figured that out for myself yet. So uh, that's the teaser, I suppose, for what's to come in our conversation. Yes, that's a great transition because, yeah, we will be discussing discernment. And basically, the reason that we are um, kind of having this conversation is to introduce this season of the second season of Forecast. And the theme will be um, and is vocation or calling. Um, And so the guiding questions for that are who are we called to become and what are we called to do? And so, yeah. Um, I'm in a similar situation. I, I think qu- these kinds of questions uh, um, I'm also asking for myself in terms of what what is my purpose? What am I doing next? What am I doing now? And um, and so today we're just gonna um, dis- discuss what's motivated this theme. Why are we having this theme for the next season of forecast? Right, right, absolutely. And I think uh, in our preliminary discussions. Uh, which maybe should we should now reconsider naming this season uh, "Sunny with a Chance of Rain" or something, uh, <laughs> as we discuss the the un- unpredictability of, mm. of of forecasting our lives. You know, there's getting mm-hmm. meta here, uh, and not the uh, Facebook adjacent software company. But um, huh. do know about that? Uh, I don't know if we'll get copyright. You know, uh, marked for that. Who knows? Anyway, uh, all to say, uh, yeah, we've we've been talking about uh, this. A topic of vocation and calling and stuff in lieu of our conversations last uh, this last season, I guess, in large part this last year in 2021, where we spoke to a lot of individuals 
where in talking about people's life and work, we literally were talking about, uh, in some senses, not just their occupations, uh, the things that they did for a living, but uh, the things that they really were passionate about doing uh, uh, beyond whether or not they did that for a job. In some cases, that was true, where uh, they were both doing things for a job and doing something they were passionate about. But in large part, we heard from people who connected uh, their work to a glimpse of the kingdom of God, uh, their participation in, in helping the manifestation of heaven on earth, uh, as according to sort of the Christian vision for that uh, eschatologically fancy theology mm -hmm. word, but in terms of as we look into the future, what are we working towards? What is the, the, the telos of, of our efforts? And uh, how are we participating in that? These are sort of the guiding, I think, uh, themes that we saw emerging from last season's uh, seasons and interviews, excuse me, last season's uh, conversations and interviews. And so this season, we really want to dive into that a little more uh, through both introspection uh, for Josh and myself, asking these questions and sort of publicly navigating this um, in our own lives, but also uh, soliciting input from a range of individuals with different backgrounds and different senses of what it is to be called or what it is to pursue vocation, what it is to live into that and flesh that out. And so uh, I can say safely, I don't have a good answer sometimes for what that looks like in my own life. Again, we're gonna hopefully navigate this somewhat publicly and maybe come to some better understandings. Uh, but also, um, I do have a sense of historically what the term has meant uh, to different people and different communities. I also am excited to talk to people um, and hear um, how it's sort of taken shape, uh, defining that idea, if they have, and if not, to hear them do it in the context of our podcast and reflect upon their experiences and identifying uh, what it is that vocation is and how it is that they're doing it or living it or experiencing it. Yes. And, and something that we, one of the people that we interviewed last season, which you mentioned was actually you, you were the first uh, guest before you were a co-host, actually you were a guest. Um, and then you became a co-host. It was that good of, an, of a conversation. <laughs> um, but during wow. that first episode, um, you, uh, you mentioned your own journey in ministry. And I think when we talk about calling and vocation, that's often what people think about is um, some kind of church leadership or minis uh, ministry in terms of um, leading from the front, whether it's worship leader, pastor, minister, mm -hmm. priest, things like that. Um, and I think we both have experiences in that that kind of um, have shaped us and um, are influencing how we approach this topic. But another thing is that I think we we both um, recognize that calling isn't just limited to um, being a worship pastor or being a, a pastor. Yeah. Um, although oftentimes that seems to be what people talk about most when they talk about calling. And so I think one of the reasons we're, for me at least, one of my motivations for this and one of the things I'm hoping that we do is kind of to explore um, uh, what it means to serve God, to minister, to respond to a calling outside of that um, framework of ordained ministry. Although yeah. Yeah. we also want to include that as part of it, because that's an important part of calling, but it's not the only uh, calling there is. Everyone yeah. we believe is called, as Christians believe, everyone is called to some things and not everyone is called to, to do that. So um, 
so that's one of the um, motivations and one of the goals that we have for this. Um, and, but I thought, well, we thought it would be a good idea to share a little bit of our stories as well um, in um, describing our motivation of this theme. So I thought I would just briefly share my story a little bit. Um, and uh, I mentioned that we, we were both involved in church ministry. And so uh, for a couple of years, I was on the pastoral team of a church in Manchester here in the UK. And, um, and I considered that to be a calling. Um, and it was very, uh, it was a really beautiful community and very enriching work, very, I think, different than a lot of work that, um, that I, that pastors do because I was part of a team. I wasn't the main pastor. So I, I got to do a lot of other things that, um, um, like in the community, um, it was just a very unique role, but still there was, there was this ministry there, uh, for the church, um, and serving the church in that way. Um, but for, um, for, for a couple of reasons, um, my wife and I decided to leave Manchester, um, um, and I won't go into that very much, but um, the main thing was that we, we had just come from a very rural location in the UK, um, and we were finding it difficult to settle in the city, and we, 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 we couldn't stay there long term because of the um, just the, the drastic change it was um, being in the city as opposed to being in the countryside. And also, um, there was a family need. Um, one of the family members um, uh, and the family needed our help with, with something, and we took that opportunity to, to help them. And, and so we left. You were quite that, literally called away. I guess so, yes, yes. Um, and and there, was, there was also a, a question of, what will I prioritize, the, the, the calling to this church or the calling to family? And, and family was, was more important. And um, because I think that's, that's another calling. Um, and so we, we, we chose that. And so, um, but that made me wonder, what is my calling now? Um, because I think so often, in addition to calling being um, usually understood in terms of calling to um, be a church leader or something, I think more broadly, when we talk about calling or vocation, we usually think of it in terms of a job that we have. But yeah. um, I, when we left, um, I, even though we were looking after a family member, I was not really in a, in a job in, in, that, in, a, in a different sense. And so I was out of work. And so I was wondering, what, what is my calling now? Um, yeah. and, and, and so I eventually did find some, uh, paid work, and I, I thank God for that, and uh, things are, ha have settled. But that still has, I think a lot of people have, might, have, might be able to relate to that and mm -hmm. might be wondering when, when, a, when one chapter of life has ended and a new one has begun or things are not so clear, uh, what, what is their purpose um, when there isn't a defined role that they're in? And right. so that's another motivation for this theme. I hope that in asking these questions, um, people might find some encouragement or find some wisdom from the various people that we interview and from the various work that we share on the Foreshadow website, which we'll explain briefly later. Yeah. And then finally, um, as a father too now, um, that's another, I'm realizing that itself is a calling. Um, different than um, a job, um, but it's, it's, it, it involves my, my entire life and it changes my entire life. And so 
just personally as well, I think I'm just uh, curious to explore what it means and how what that calling looks like. Um, and so there's different elements to calling that as we've touched upon, there's the, the job that one's in, there's the relationships one is in, in a marriage um, or in family or with friends, the um, si situation one is in in life, whether that's employed or unemployed. I think um, in the community, the church that one's a part of, even if they're not in a specific role, they might still be called to serve in some way. There's all these different dimensions to calling. It's not just one thing. Um, it's not just your job. It's not just a specific job. There's so many different book, uh, dimensions. So, so that's kind of where I'm coming from. And, um, and just, as I said earlier, wanting to really um, emphasize how everyone is called, that God has a calling for everyone. And, um, and that's going to look different for everyone, um, although there will be similarities. But um, it's not just one kind of thing that people can be called to. Yeah, thanks for sharing all that, Josh. <clears throat> it certainly gives us some, uh, uh, you know, a guiding framework, as, at least as it will inform some of the ways I think you'll ask questions this season, uh, some of the insights and input you're looking toward. And I do know that you're in such like a, a, a hinge period in your own life, uh, where you're a new dad, you're, you're, you've been married for a few years now, but you're also looking at more school potentially, mm -hmm. you know, uh, professional adjustments. Like you said, you, you took on a job, uh, that pays money, but I, you didn't use the word calling toward that specific mm -hmm. job. You know what I mean? In mm -hmm. some ways, so not that that's, uh, was necessarily telling of anything in particular, but it is to say that like, yeah, we definitely, the, the term calling carries with it a lot of weight, mm -hmm. you know, there's no, there's no way around that. And that, that, that goes beyond our sort of Christian church circles, even too. people often say outside of that too. And in, in the, in uh in other pockets of the world and different traditions that they have some sense of calling you said purpose some people yes. might even say destiny mm -hmm. you know there's a reason people read horoscopes every day you know what i mean there's all sorts of stuff that people draw upon to try to get a sense of trajectory i think mm -hmm. if, i mean it's, it's really i think one of the most motivating questions that gets us going every day I think that's been true for me at different iterations of life too. So to briefly share kind of where I'm coming from this season too is um, I think I first got interested in the idea of calling and or vocation, uh, or at least the, the, the term came up uh, ironically when we were both in undergrad. Uh, I didn't have him as a professor, you did, but a fellow called Dean Nelson, who's a mm. journalism professor and mm -hmm. author had written a book called God Hides in Plain Sight. And I must confess, I've not read the entirety of the book and I haven't picked it up for many years now, but one of the things he teases out in that book uh, that I did encounter and that he talked about in other settings was distinguishing occupation from vocation in some senses. Uh, occupation being like the job that you do maybe to, to earn a living and vocation being the sense of like calling and whatnot. And so he teases that out and then he goes through sacraments sort of like traditional church sacraments, uh, and depending upon the tradition that you come from, those might look different, but he kind of draws upon the sort of the Catholic and maybe uh, Anglican understanding seven sort of sacraments that he uses to like highlight different ways in which calling is manifest in people's lives and through these sort of sacramental exchanges uh, and then sort of purposes them beyond the scope of just church as well, like we've been talking about. Uh, definitely something I think we can both recommend to listeners if they're mm -hmm. interested in 
picking up a copy of that, perhaps we can throw a link and maybe we'll get to interview Dean and, and re revisit that book with him. That would be really cool. Yeah, that would be. Uh, Dr. Dean Nelson. Um, so something that came up for me when I was doing like what Josh was saying was working in church ministry in Hawaii is I heard the term calling getting thrown around a lot. And one of the things I started noticing was the danger uh, and or the hazard of throwing around the term calling, because it seemed to me that often, at least in my experiences, uh, people used the term either to justify um, jobs that they believed they should have or were in or or jobs that shouldn't be or whatever the case may be and so these things got conflated like work in general got kind of conflated with calling and or calling became limited to just sort of ministerial and christian ministerial sort of works and so you needed to have some sort of calling to like a qualifier to be good or you know and then all, all the other weighted attachments that come with that that can be unhelpful or harmful depending upon uh their their application or miss um interpretation or misappropriation that is to say so that kind of put me on a path to like really unpacking gosh what is calling i remember searching scouring through sort of biblical references uh and then looking out outside of that as well and i remember getting this sense at some point uh that that then manifested itself ironically in a, in a preaching opportunity not long before i left my post in hawaii now gosh uh yeah eight eight years ago or so, I had a t an opportunity to, 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 to preach, which is sort of, and again, what some people might call a calling, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Or, you know, so really ironic that I basically got up in front of everybody. And this is before I'd gone to seminary. This is before I'd, you know, thought about this as, as much as I continued to think about it. But I got up and I said, you know, I can't, I'm not finding any sense or evidence. Um, I'm struggling to see how, uh, um, calling is ever something that is uh uh individualized and and what i what i what i meant by that and what i how i tried to explain this concept was i think calling is sort of uh is a grand invitation this is how i started framing and understanding calling i think calling is a grand invitation everyone got it the moment they were born the moment humanity exists and is cognizant of itself and it's this invitation that God gives us at the at the onset in the sort of narrative arc story uh, that that Adam and Eve get in the Garden of Eden. You know, I'm God. Love me. You know, uh, uh, live in harmony with your environment. Live as uh, uh, don't get a big head about it. You know what I mean? Like all these sort of like the classic narrative stuff that you get in Eden. This is sort of the invitation of what it is to be human. The calling is the invitation to be fully human, which and then if you get into the, the sort of Judeo-Christian vision of what that is. It is to be in communion with God and one another and the world and then live in sort of this harmonious state. Um, and to, you know, take on certain responsibilities and forsake others. So that was what I understood as calling. So calling the image I gave when I preached was, uh, it's like the Nile River is uh, the longest river in the world. It's in Africa, it goes from the Mediterranean Sea down to Lake Victoria. Uh, which is, you know, way down in the continent bordering on, I think, you know, Kenya and Uganda, Botswana, way, it's way down there. Uh, you cannot see the entirety of the Nile at any point in time that you are on the Nile. It has lots of little tributaries. It weaves and winds and it bends. But if you stretch that bad boy out, the Nile would go from uh, London to Chicago in, in, a, in a straight line. It's a, it's a long wow. river. Um, even that 
you cannot you can't see that you can't you can't experience all of it at once but it is a singular thing if you get into it you can hypothetically float down it and it'll take you to your destination it'll take you to where you want to go there are intuitive things that you bring into a river so as to float down it you can bring a boat you can bring an inner tube you know a little floating noodle or whatever there are things that make sense that you that for you to like get into it you need to bring to the table uh and or you need to bring to the river so as to float and participate you could also fight the current that's an option you could swim against it you could like you could you could protest it you could head cling onto the side but the river is going to kind of keep going um and then finally you could bring counterintuitive things into a river like a tank or like a or like a, a suit of armor you know ironic that i'm referencing means of war weapons or violence as well uh as i think no one's called to those things but uh there are things that just sort of make sense. And if you think of calling in that sense, it is this big, grand, singular invitation that you get to participate in uh, that doesn't need you. And so that takes calling sort of outside, for me, at least as I've started to understand it and frame it, it takes calling outside of some sort of like individual responsibility that if you mess up, the world will end. And more like you have a grand opportunity to participate in something that's bigger than you that you get to bring your sort of passions and skills and interests to. And some of those things will be, will be helpful towards like floating down this river. Um, I don't know that it's necessarily like that can collapse into some sort of like predestiny sort of stuff that I, I personally don't subscribe to. Uh, but it does, it does suggest that there's ways in which we get to participate in making the world a better place by employing our skills and interests. Uh, and by leaning into things that we find that we're good at or that we're challenged by or whatever. And so when I start understanding calling like that, that rounds out a definition of um, vocation. And briefly, vocation, the term itself, kind of coming out of the Latin vocare, just means to be called, uh, to be named, you know what I mean? And so uh, I, th I think that's where um, uh, I like to start when thinking about um, what it is that I then do, because it takes a lot of pressure off of me as an individual to, to one, it's not that I don't want to listen or observe or take in my environment and, and have some sort of revelatory experience from the divine. It's to say that I don't think that the divine is going to uh, uh, indicate a, a specific task. In fact, went back back in now 2014 or whatever it is, I gave the sermon, I genuinely, I got up in front of people in, in church that in the tradition that probably does not hold to what I suggested and said, God is not telling you to do anything, <laughs> except God has already told you to do everything. Like God doesn't care, is not inviting you to be a, a usher here on Sunday morning, but God doesn't mind that you're an usher here. So, you know, God did not ask you to be a prince of school principal. You know what I mean? Uh, or isn't going to ask you to do that. Uh, but you might intuit that you ought to be a school principal because of the things that you've built on in school. And you know what? That might service the greater, uh, might service the calling that God has put on humanity at writ large, of which you are one part and you get to participate in. And so, like, I don't know. Uh, that can be controversial, I'm sure, to some. I think I think there will be some who would push back, and I I certainly welcome that pushback. I think some people have had senses where God they believe and would articulate that God has specifically spoken to them and said something. They might use language mm -hmm. over them or to them. Uh, I don't want to discredit the possibility that such a thing is true. It's just been my experience, and and what I think might be uh, uh, what I've seen evidence of that 
the, the calling is this river, this this great river that we get to bring things toward and and participate in. Uh, that th that helps us evade some of the trappings and the dangers. And I think you and I both have experienced, I'm sure, at different times, uh, the dangers and trappings that come with people who who misname their their quote calling mm. or 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 misname yours or try to assign you something right. that is just not true or is dangerous to you you know and that that, mm. that can be abusive all all the problems that come with that so uh yeah i don't know we can continue to unpack some of those things but those are the those, yeah. those are sort of the terms of in of 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 a service that i imagine bringing to the table and what i hope to have either you know not just reinforced but teased out by the people i interview uh, and and or pushed back on, you know, I'm, I certainly mm -hmm. welcome that in terms of the scope of the season. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot I'd like to um, unpack there um, and, and talk about. I really like that um, image you provide of the river. Um, and I really like it because I think, um, as I understand calling as well, I think there is this universal calling that we have that um, God created us to um, to be fully alive and to be fully human. Um, and to to be like God, um, that's and we see that in Christian theology in the incarnation that Jesus yeah. is fully God and fully human and is the image of who we are called to become, and that's something that all of us are called to. Um, and yeah, Jesus wasn't called to be a carpenter, for instance. Jesus, like, what was Jesus's calling? Jesus's calling is the the perfection of the imago dei, right? If we like, if we get into like the, the theological thing, if that's our if that's our benchmark or true, I think that that's kind of where my head's at with that. Right. But what yeah. you said, I love what you just said right there. Yeah. Um, and I, another thing, I really uh, was struck by what you said that I never, I don't think I've thought about is vocare um, being to be called. Usually, when I imagine that, I imagine someone like someone calling out like hey you um like mm. do this or um even if it's like a whisper like you know a nudge but what you said i had never thought about is being named like mm -hmm. when 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 people ask what are you called or i'm called josh i i yeah. never thought of calling as being name uh, being named and um that reminds me of how in the book of revelation it talks about how every those who are in Christ have this stone in heaven and there's a name that only God and that person knows um, that, mm. and God has that name for each person and, and that, and that name being like the unique, the uniqueness of each person. Um, mm. And it's, and so, yeah, that, that's really gonna, I think, shape my thinking about calling, um, yeah. thinking about it as, because a name is something that is, so uh, deeply personal and unique that no one else has. Even if someone, like for instance, I'm thinking of our son Caleb. There's lots of Caleb's out there, but he's the only one who, um, who he, he's he's unique. Um, yeah. Even and and his name it goes beyond just the word Caleb. There's um, he kind of fills that name in in his own unique way, um, and. So there's a lot there, um, and yes, as you say, I, 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 um, well, when I think about callings in the Bible, for instance, um, I think about how like the prophets were called yeah. to do things, yeah. and um, and I so I see there, so I I would be one to, to who would say that I I do believe that in addition to universal callings, I I do still think that 
um, God does have specific things for us. And that, that might be some areas that we will kind of unpack as the season yeah. goes on. Well, and I would agree real quick. I would agree. I think like, I, I think in those instances, my, 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 my response to something like that would be, I think those, those prophets, those people called so specifically awaken to a, to a way in which they can be fully, you know, fully do their thing. You know what I mean? Mm. They, they, they become aware of a reality that, that draws this response out of them. They know they are, they, they see their name. Yes. They understand their name. They understand their role to play in this, in this grand calling. So it is, it is to say that there might be something specific people feel impact, uh, you know, called to do, uh, but I do think that it, it ultimately must service this larger, uh, thing, because if you're, if, if you feel like you're called to do something in a vacuum or that, again, like we were talking about, some people think they're called to do some really bad stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And we want to push back on, on, I mean, I hope, you know, at large, you know, uh, the, 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 the church writ large or, or individuals or society really wants to push back on people who are called to do like horrific things or feel articulate call, uh, because that's, that's not that. I don't know. Uh, it's hard to say that can't be, but like, I almost want to say that can't be if the, the, the larger vision of what, where we're going, what we're hoping for is true. That can't be the thing that fits into that, at least not yeah. like how they're imagining it. Yes. Yes. How I'm uh, perceiving them, imagining it maybe. Yeah. And I think that's really important. Um, and I was just thinking when you mentioned that of in time in my own life, I've probably done it many times, but one, um, you know, uh, my brother, Jonathan and yeah. our friend yeah. Jarrell, and you know yeah. that we were in a band with uh, a friend named Dylan yeah. and, um, in high, this was in high school and we had been invited to perform at a, at a, um, it was called Relay for Life, which was a can, um, kind of a cancer fundraiser. And we were invited to perform in Washington, D.C. Um, and that was uh, for a relay. And that was just when our college began for, for Jarrell, Dylan, and myself. And so um, Dylan, uh, well, I won't say who. Well, I already... <laughs> <laughs> you can edit that, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess I could. Um because college university had just begun, he he could, he didn't want to to go and play because he, you know he had it was like the first week of classes and um and so he felt that it was important to to attend those classes. And looking back, I see I see the wisdom in that, but at the time, I was really pushing for us to go because because uh, I was really hoping that our band would kind of make it, and I thought that this was the next step. And so yeah. I remember telling them that I really believed that God was. I don't know if I said call it calling us, but um, something like I I really believe that God is um, wanting us to do this, and I looking yeah. I know that was that was wrong of me to do. I I think I probably did think that at the time, but I probably kind of um, deluded myself into thinking that just because I wanted that so much, um, and uh, I guess it's a a warning for myself. Um, to look at that, but it just—it's just an illustration of what you're saying that how easy it can be, whether uh, whether we are um, knowledge uh, knowingly misleading other people or whether we are misleading ourselves, it's really important to find discernment in callings because, it is. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's one of the key uh, key terms that we might be looking at maybe in our interviews this year is like thinking about how people discern what their calling is. How do they know? 
that that's a calling. And I'm sure we could answer that question ourselves based on things we've learned, think based on things we've read. But um, the purpose of this episode today isn't um, for us to share that. I, I think we will be unpacking that with, yeah, the, yeah. with the interviews that we have later in the season. Yeah. I mean, and, and what you highlight too is, is one of the things that I hope we can address as well is, is that um, calling and or vocation often gets tied to themes of God told me and or I believe God is saying, and then we become spokespeople for the divine, um, which is to say there's definitely a tradition of that that exists that we sort of honor or adhere to. I mean, we have all these biblical characters we revere who were essentially spokespeople for God. Um, and so we find ourselves uh, in those positions, and I don't think erroneously all the time, or at least not, it's not our, attention, our intention to be uh, off on that. I think it just it shows that man there's something there's something bigger and 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 complex about about making those claims or about standing into that sort of quote not just prophetic role but almost clairvoyant role <laughs> you mm -hmm. know what i mean like mm -hmm. that i think uh we uh we yeah i'm i'm excited to see what how people articulate that this season because i think different people will say you know that's that's matter of factly what they either believe or think or how they've experienced it and other people might say, you know, um, yeah, I, I, I can't get on board with that. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it yeah. should be, be interesting. And I hope that we can round that out again, not only for our own edification, but for for you, the listener. And uh, maybe we'll come to some, we'll, we'll, we'll come to some, we'll, we'll have the silver bullet. We'll have all the, yeah. you know, we'll, <laughs> well, we'll uh, no. But um, but another thing to say is I, I don't, we're, we're not saying at least, yeah, I, I don't think we're saying, I'm not saying that. And I don't think you're saying this either, that um, God doesn't speak through people, that God doesn't move or call us to things, or that we can't know what God wants or God calls us to. But I think what we're saying is that we have to be very careful um, and very, because we have to, we can't assume or, um, and we have to, to examine ourselves. And that requires a knowledge of ourselves to know, to know, um, what it is we are called to versus what we think we are called to just because we we want it ourselves even if it's not actually good for anyone else for example um so um but yeah so uh, I, there was we there were some terms that i think we wanted to talk about um, i think we kind of highlighted a little bit of it some of it uh voc like disseminating uh, occupation from vocation, yeah. at least where I'm coming from, I think I think that might be helpful in some ways to to outline that. I think those are things that we're going to hear in our episodes and talk to people about how they straddle that uh, concept using Dean Nelson's framework, with vocation again being sort of this named, being called this thing that's sort of you're beyond you, but it requires you, and occupation being this thing that you might do because it pays you the pays the bills. Um, sometimes they intersect, sometimes they don't, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, uh, yeah, I think ministry was another, uh, another term. Um, yeah, ministry, yeah. And so, because a lot of the time when we talk about calling, we talk about it in terms of a ministry that we're doing. So, yeah, yeah. Um, even, if it, even if it's outside of the church proper, yes. I mean, we might say you're Service. doing it. We, yeah, we, 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 we Christianize it a little bit and we add some, uh, some, you're doing ministry, you know, uh, that term becomes useful, but I mean, ministry isn't necessarily even a, um, 
a religious term. You know, it just it implies that you are participation in the administration of right this this task or this yeah this, yeah that's right serving in some way, um, and and so I guess that I I know you interviewed someone and we're going to be sharing that episode next time. Um, yeah. His name is Julius Obregon Jr. and he quoted. Um, this famous quote that some that we often use when we're talking about vocation, which is um, that you, you are called to where your deep gladness meets the world's deep need. Yes. And so, um, and so uh, I'm sure that there will we'll be talking about that. Um, and that I, the reason I bring that up is because of um, the term ministry or service that it's um, meeting some need of some kind. And so, oftentimes when we talk about vocation, it's um, it's serving some practical or spiritual need for a person or a community. Yeah. I think discernment is another term that mm -hmm. we kind of need to unpack as well. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, just, I mean, sort of literally defining it, but then grounding it in a context that has to do with uh, parsing out that, like what we've talked about and we've already sort of problematized now as well, this, uh, the sense of want or passion, uh, as it intersects with uh, observing an observed need, you know, or the world's deep needs. And so discernment being that process of, of careful observation, <clears throat> uh, uh, introspection, uh, scrutiny, if you will, mm -hmm. uh, really careful and sort of precise, uh, uh, not haphazard measuring of oneself and assessing your environment and figuring out what it is again that you uh, can can do in and for that space. I think that's at least for me. That's kind of how I'm imagining discernment as a term uh, because it does get thrown around a lot, and it has a. I think it has a pretty clear and clean definition uh, in different spaces. But I think for the sake of it relating to vocation, at least I think that's probably a good. Um, functional definition for us. Yes, yes. And in addition to that, uh, in addition to the personal introspection and kind of parsing through motivations, I think there, in addition to that, there's also um, the need for the group, the group's yeah. discernment and yeah. the, whether that's the church or a, a community, another kind of community helping to discern with us. And Layers kind of, of discernment. Yeah. 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 That there's that there's there's something to be said about what you might discern individually, but there's another thing to be said what might be discerned, like what the tradition has discerned. That mm -hmm. is not just your community, but your historical sort mm -hmm. of community, your inherited community, um, and or then your immediate proximic contemporaneous community, right? Like uh, that that you can draw insight from, and I think that community. I think uh, sometimes, especially people who are caught up in sort of church world and church work, uh, they, we limit the, the parameters of what that community is to sometimes just church people because we feel like they might have greater or deeper insights from God, which I think is really limiting. You know, personally, I think that can be very limiting. I think uh, if, if stories in the Bible are, you know, have some sort of instructive value to us, it's that a lot of the times the, the best discernment and the best input to that discernment, the communal stuff comes from people who are unexpected and outside mm -hmm. of sort of the uh, the uh, the people you think should you should get in, be getting input from. Mm -hmm. So I think that's exciting as well. Um, um, yes. 
in terms of identifying the layers where discernment might happen and creep into your life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Other terms, I think, I think those are kind of the, the key, the key, uh, vocabulary yeah. that we'll be jargoning about, uh, this, uh, this particular season. Uh, and so, yeah, moving forward, uh, where do we go from here, Josh? Well, just a, an outline of the season. Uh, we're thinking, we're hoping we'll do um, about 20 episodes this season. Um, and we'll take turns um, every two weeks, myself and doing one and Will doing the other. And um, we're also hoping that in the, somewhere in the middle of the season, um, we'll have another conversation like this one where we will kind of um, review the previous interviews and maybe maybe um, follow up on the conversation we're having today and see yeah. how what insights we've gleaned from the conversations. And then doing a similar thing at the very end of the season about November, um, kind of a, a summary and a synthesis and um, insights that we've gained from the whole year. Yeah, part of that public process, you know, we want to sort of use those those opportunities, not just sort of. Uh, it's not because we didn't have someone to interview. It's 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 in service of really ourselves in some ways, as this podcast is an outworking of our own journeys of faith and discernment. <laughs> mm -hmm. But uh, but yeah, so that we can sort of hopefully the listener has a, a moment to sort of catch their breath then too, and join us in in considering and resonating with some of the things that have been said and, and thinking how uh, it's, it's shaped our current perspectives on, on matters of vocation, et cetera. Yes, and that reminds me too, it just, well, it gives me this idea that during those episodes when we converse, um, we'd really like the listeners to, um, to interact with us. So to send questions, send their thoughts, things they disagree with, things they resonate with, or anything we're missing. And so those episodes, the one in the middle and the one at the end of the season can be opportunities for us to discuss those questions and, um, and feedback our own thoughts with what the, the uh, listeners are, which you listeners are, are thinking. Because we really do want this to be uh, a dialogue, not just with, between us and our guests, but also with the listeners and to have their participation as well. Absolutely. Yeah. So be on the lookout for um, on on the foreshadow uh, website, certain uh, invitations to to submit that material so that we can engage with you more uh, readily and thoroughly. Yeah. And uh, and so for those of you who don't know what foreshadow is, um, because you're listening to the podcast, but foreshadow is a is a magazine, an online magazine and featuring work that points to the kingdom of God. And so we have poetry, art, music, uh, prose that we post there every week. And um, Forecast is a part of that too. So every, every two weeks, uh, a podcast episode goes up alongside that. And so, um, so Foreshadow's theme is also this theme of vocation and calling and faith. And, and so that's kind of, they're kind of working together in, in that regard. So, um, well, it's been great to to talk with you again, Will, and um, publicly, and and to discuss yeah. these things. So, um, any final any final words? 
No, I think, uh, I mean, I, I had sort of taken some notes during our conversation that I think I'll be, I'll be bringing to, again, the, the conversations sort of moving forward questions that I think come up that might, uh, I might invite, uh, guests to sort of tease out with me. Some, I think some of the things that we, um, that we want to do this season, it's always guest dependent too, but sometimes our guests might be inclined to tease out larger sort of meta narrative theological concepts as they observe them and then speak to that other times i think our guests might be more inclined to really sort of get into the nitty-gritty of what it is that they're doing so um there might be instances where i i ask um and and want to explore uh, questions of like uh you know is calling limited to church and ask someone that and figure out a way to frame that uh, or calling specific you know uh, outside the tradition, you know, dangers of interpretation, feeling untethered, you know, as, as I know that you and I might both speak to as, as the sort of the season goes on. And as we reflect on our own journeys, we've sort of uh, teased that a little bit, but we don't need to do that here in this episode, but we can talk about uh, how we are making sense of purpose and, and or if that's a helpful term and all that. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see where this goes. Looking forward to tag teaming it with you, Josh, and us juggling our our lives uh, and you literally another human life now. Uh, me just the lives of some people who write books and talk about stuff, I guess. But uh, as it is, um, yeah, this should be hopefully an exciting and uh, insightful season that listeners you all can uh, benefit from in the ways that we are. Thanks. And I'm looking forward to it too. So if you are um, interested in following this journey, uh, you can find this podcast on all of the uh, major distributors like Spotify and Apple and things like that. And you can also sign up to our um, Foreshadow newsletter. So we'll send uh, free weekly emails um, with new work that we're posting and new episodes that we're posting. And um, if you want to get in touch with us, if you have any questions, you can email foreshadowmagazine at gmail.com. And um, you can visit the website at foreshadowmagazine.com. So uh, we look forward to, to continuing this conversation and continuing to understand and explore what it means to be called, what our purpose is, uh, how we discern that, and um, who we are and what we are called to do so thanks for listening that's the forecast for today bye